Drawn Out, a podcast about Disney animated film. I'm your host, Brooke. I'm your other host, Chase. And we have a very special guest today. We do, and I totally forgot to ask you how you wanted to be introduced. I know. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> this is our guest, Stephanie, um, who is a Disney fashionista, really. Mm-hmm. I don't really know about that, you guys. Uh, <laughs> we do. <laughs> I just really love Disney, and I just really love clothes, so it uh, works out. Yeah, you should see... <laughs> Her Instagram. Um, Stay classy, which, Stephanie. Yes. Um, we'll drop it again at the end, of course. Yeah. But her Instagram is fantastic and full of wonderful Disney wardrobe things. Oh, so and nice. You should see how blushing that is. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Stephanie here today to talk with us about Disney. Oh, I'm so excited, What a guys. surprise. <laughs> Disney time. So our very first question for you is, what was your favorite Disney movie growing up? I think growing up, my favorite Disney movie was definitely The Little Mermaid. Um, I don't know why she wasn't my favorite Disney princess. I actually preferred Belle a lot, but I just really loved something about, like, I'm not a kid. I can do it on my own. And, you know. How old were you when you realized that when she says, I'm 16 years old, I'm not a child, <laughs> she's wrong? Um, I think I was probably like 20. I was, I was pretty young, but like old enough where I was like, no, you're just a kid. You don't know what you want. <laughs> And also, Prince Eric is a terrible choice. Ooh, okay. Revising the next question, since we know your favorite princess is Belle, who's your favorite prince? Oh, um, you know what? I don't think I really gave much thought to princes. It was really strange. I'd say, um, I don't know if it counts, but is it Chang? The Shang, Shang. Shang, the general from Mulan, was my first Disney crush. Oh. Like, he was, like, the boy that I was like, oh, who's that guy? (laughs) But all the rest of them, I swear, I thought Prince Charming was the same prince for all the princesses until I was like 14 or 15. I was just like, it's the same guy over and over again. Until you got to the Asian one? Yeah, and then I was like, oh, who's that guy? Or the general one, the one that was like musky. The the one with his shirt off. That's fair. That's fair. Voiced by BD Wong. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. have you seen BD Wong? I know, yes. I know he's gay, but look at him. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what he looked like then, but I have seen him now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, I was not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> How Beautiful. many Disney princes have we seen shirtless? Oh. Us? None. Well, no. We've only <laughs> hit three Disney princes. Like, yeah. I'm um, curious. I can't think of any other one where they're... Topless. Does John Smith ever take his shirt off? No. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he's a colonizer? Um, that and person. that and he's voiced by Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Mel Gibson is canceled. <laughs> he has been for a long time. No. I guess that's it. I guess it's just yeah, it's Shang. It's just Shang. We I mean, get a little bit. Oh, Cocoa. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's true. But you know what? He never smiled. Mm. And that's one of my big things. Like, mm. Shang didn't really smile a lot either, but he sang. Mm-hmm. And I had a well, big thing for that. Yeah. I was like, look at that guy. Shang smiles when he says, you fight good. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He had, like, he had when, a better personality. Or when, when uh, Mulan knocks him down. Yeah, I was going to say, when she ran house kicks him in the jaw, and he's like, hey. <laughs> I was like, I kind of like that. <laughs> uh, Shang is a sub. You're hurt at your force. <laughs> Bisexual and a sub, hands down. It's okay. <laughs> Can't wait till we watch Mulan 2 and we can complain about how terrible the romance is. I that. never even saw Mulan 2. Neither have I. We're not really missing out on a whole lot. Okay. I mean, technically we can elect to skip it. Yeah, but I feel bad if we're watching other sequels like Cinderella, yeah. which I love. You know what, you guys can watch it and then like you could just do a short blurb on one of the other episodes <laughs> and just be well, like, we watched it, it was terrible, don't watch it. <laughs> to be fair, when we watch something we don't
don't like, we have much more to say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Victory through air power and Peter Pan were so long. Yep. And Melody time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. What's our next question? Who is your favorite villain? You know what? This one's really hard. I've been thinking about this, and I don't really like the villains, so I don't know that I have a favorite villain. It's not like oh, I... Steffi is a good, good princess. I know. I just... I, I don't... It's so weird. So I guess, like, maybe Maleficent, because mm. of the new one where they explain her backstory, mm-hmm. but that's, like, my whole thing. Like, if you're just mean to be mean I don't get you and I don't want to get you and I don't want to know you but if you have like a reason and a lot of times like as a kid I think that's why I never really had an affinity for the villains Mm -hmm. but like as an adult I'm like but what's your backstory like what's the tragic you're, thing that you're makes such a you Hufflepuff. Mean? I love. That. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know because it's like, yeah, that person's a big jerk, and they shouldn't be a big jerk. I'm not saying that that's an excuse for why they're doing the things that they're doing, but mm-hmm. if you can see where it came from, mm-hmm. it kind of makes it a little bit more explained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of a villain that I was ever like, oh yeah, I really like that chick. Like, are you yeah. excited for Maleficent too? I don't know. I really. <laughs> don't tend to like sequels Mm -hmm. because I just feel like you're being a dead horse and Mm. like just just leave it alone it was a beautiful thing just leave it alone do you guys remember what they did to Land Before Time not Disney (laughs) but I can't I don't think I'll ever be able to I don't remember Land Before I I know that there have been like 15 sequels at least and after the second one you guys they turned into musicals Mm, what? They're competing with Disney. It was so weird. I mean, Disney I, was good. I think I maybe only watched two. But like the first, the first two. I had a nieces growing up, and they would mm. watch them, and I would be like, "What have you done <laughs> to my beloved Land Before Time?" And also, the dinosaurs should be dead by then because of the Land of Land Before Time. Like they were basically all dead. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. We haven't seen a Disney live action sequel. Really, right? No, no, I don't think so. This but would be like, the first one. Oh, we've got like Toy Story two and three are good. That's true. There are exceptions. Four looks good. Um, Toy Story uh, four looks good. I'm a little bit afraid about four because three just made me cry mm. unnecessarily. Mm. Like they were tugging at my heartstrings, so I'm just like. Well, and now they're going to even ask you the question: What is a toy? Yeah. What is a toy? What is a toy? A spork, apparently. Apparently, but I like Rescuers Down Under. I like uh, Lion King too. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of Rescuers Down Under as a sequel. So that first is, sequel. That is a very good point. Mm-hmm. First, because I really loved Rescuers Down Under. I'm I liked Rescuers too. I'm so excited for Rescuers Down Under. My brother is gonna be is gonna be on that one. <laughs> nice. Okay. And yeah. we're gonna tell all my dad's dumb jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your dad might have a lot. Dads have like the best like arsenal of dumb jokes. Well, and he he told a lot of them about Rescuers Down Under because he liked that one. Oh, okay, so it was like one of his perfect. Like if. If my brother wasn't going to be on it, my dad would be on it. You could have them both. We could. We've done two guests before. We have. You could have your dad even do it separately and then have him, like, put the jokes in. Just Just just, edit it. Just drop the jokes in. (laughs) Well, and he would record them himself. Yeah. There you go. Because he's a sound guy. Oh, yeah. See? Favorite movie now. Like, as an adult. Favorite movie as an adult. Okay, maybe Enchanted. Mm. Although my favorite princess is Anna. Mm. I'm not a huge fan of Frozen. I've got a lot to say. Oh, we all do. <laughs> we all got a lot to say about. Oh, I got Honor quoted on Star. Quoted on Facebook um, this week. Well, I said, and someone posted on Facebook. Um, Bob to the top goes harder than Let It Go, which I still feel is true. I think. You're like I stand by my statement. I think I yeah. meant it as a joke, but I think I mean it. Yeah, no, I I love Anna. I think she carried that movie. But Enchanted is probably my favorite, and I think that it's because it was. 
my Disney dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Like it was like yeah. if my Disney dreams like that that's me, like mm-hmm. the, on the screen, that girl. Yeah. Like and I was like, I'm dead. And it was just perfect from beginning to end. All the sequences, all the music, mm-hmm. all of the costumes, the the curtain dress. Ugh, mm-hmm. who doesn't want that curtain dress? Come on. <laughs> also he had excellent taste in curtain. I have um, I have worn a replica of the curtain dress. And it was pretty great. Was it magical? Did you just run around wherever you were and just like have the best day? I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was entertaining children, but it's even I, better. I already had the red hair at the oh, time. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to wear a wig. That's mm-hmm. my favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm not a redhead, but that's one of the reasons I think I really still love Belle. Is because I'm like I can pretend that I'm her with my natural hair. <laughs> I don't have to wear that wig. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have that luxury with any of the princesses. <laughs> well, you have short hair. You could do uh, you could do Tangled. I you could, could do End of the Movie. I actually had Tangled yeah. hair, and then I cut it off. Yeah. And now yeah. I have prince hair. Yeah. Well, that's okay, too. You make an excellent prince. Thank you. I, I love do my Disney best. Yeah. <laughs> you do a lot of really great support work on Disney Thank Thank like you. Things that wouldn't necessarily make sense standalone. Mm-hmm. Together, mm-hmm. you guys are, like, mm-hmm. on it, and mm-hmm. it's good. It makes me happy. Thank you. And what is your favorite Disney song? Oh, you guys, that's hard. I don't really know. All of them? I love, I mean, I love Disney songs so much, and just for different reasons. I think one that I sing a lot is A Dream Is Wish Your Heart Makes. Mm. Especially if I'm... That sounds so... You guys edit this out. It sounds corny. Uh, when I'm sad. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm really sad, I'll just, like, A Dream... He's a wish your heart makes. And because I'm about to cry, the warble is, like, perfect. <laughs> it's, just, it's just great. It just, I don't know, it, like, kind of brings me out of it. And it makes me feel a little bit sorry for myself, but in a princess scene. Oh, yes. What a mood. <laughs> I don't want to cut this and out. And then I throw myself on the bed, like, a la Jennifer Lawrence style, and, you know, cry it out for a minute. But it just, I don't know, I just really love Disney songs, like, in general. Yeah. Most of the time, they just cheer you up. I always have them on my iPod and my music, mm-hmm. and, like, it mixes with my regular songs, so that, like, oh. I'll just be driving, and then all of a sudden, here comes a Disney song, and yes. you're just like, heck yeah! And mm. Recently, I'm listening to um, the Satchmo hits. So it's Louis Armstrong. Yeah! And he does a bunch of Disney songs. I have that album, too. It's amazing. Okay. It's amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's all your favorites, mm-hmm. but, like, with a jazzy twist. Yeah. And so they really fit into, like, the regular music kind of genre. Yeah. There's also yeah. Um, an album that's it's all Mary Poppins music, but it's Duke Ellington. Ooh. I would love to listen to that because mm-hmm. I love that, like, blend of mm-hmm. just... This is, and not that Disney music isn't real music, but this is like everyday music. Yeah. Blended with your no, Disney favorites. Disney, Disney jazz is just, it just yeah. hits different. <laughs> I just like, I'm like, yeah, give it to me, Satchmo. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Uh, so with that, we're going to dive into our short. Yeah. Um, so we want to introduce our short. We watched what? Paul Bunyan. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I love the American Legend series. It's really cool to kind of get to see... And I know it's not real. We get to see the full... Well, we have a wonderful intro by James Earl Jones. I love James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. So good. His voice is so soothing. Mm-hmm. It's so I can't wait for Lion King. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Lion King is so exciting. It's just for nostalgia purposes. Yeah, as long 100%. As, as long as they don't completely butcher it, I'm going to love it. I don't care. Yeah, they said that they're keeping the story the same. They're just expanding it. Yeah. So I, I trust that that's what they're doing. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. So this is 1958. Okay. Um, it was nominated but did not win um, best best short subject cartoon at the Academy Awards in mm. 59. Mm. Nice. And that's 
it for the background. I just wanted to double check the year. Got it. Because mm-hmm. I knew oh. it was the 50s. Yeah. So, oh, I was going to say, didn't they all, because it's the American Legends series, and I feel like they all came out around, like, the same time, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Or no? No, really? this DVD was put together later. They okay. just pulled different American yeah, Legends. Which makes me surprised Pico's Bill is not on here. Yeah, because yeah. Johnny Appleseed is, like, the 40s. And John Henry is like 2000. Yeah, John oh, Henry's really recent. Wait, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, because it's so racist. Um, I don't feel like John Henry's that what? racist. I, well, okay. I, I mean, it depicts racism, but that's not yeah. the same as being racist. I right. Too. I just thought it was way earlier than that. I did not well, think it was in the 2000s. Like 2005, I okay. want to say. 2000. Sorry, 2000, like, exactly. Okay. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. I knew that. Thank yeah. You. So they just compiled them all together. Yeah, so yeah. then I am surprised that Pecos Bill isn't on there then. Yeah. Okay. Because Pecos Bill is definitely racist. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs> Maybe after we're done with Peach Dragon, we'll watch we'll it just watch for it just you. For <laughs> just so I can see the horror. So, yeah, it starts out, it's mostly sung. There's a lot of song. Uh, there's three different guys who kind of introduce us to the legend mm-hmm. of Paul Bunyan right. at different points in his mm-hmm. life. There's the guy who um, found him as a baby. The ra- that raised him. Yeah, yeah. Like, so the whole town raised him and adopted him because they just found a giant baby on the beach in a giant cradle. We don't know where he came from. That's never explained. Who's his mother? Giant know. lady somewhere? Somewhere. Better, hopefully she's a giant lady. Yeah, I, I hope. <laughs> I love, though, like, I felt like he got a very Superman-style introduction, like, describing what he can do, and, like, yeah. it felt very much like leap child buildings in a single bow. Yeah, true. <laughs> but a heart of gold. And I was like, he's, ah. a, he's a legendary figure. And later you'll kind of find out why because he, you know, is responsible for all these great American landmarks, yeah. Yeah. you know, but but, but, my, <laughs> but my first question is, um, we see this cradle multiple times from, from his baby days, uh-huh. and it's outside the whole time. What do they do in inclement weather? Like, if this yeah. is if this is New England, there's a lot of inclement weather. Yeah. yeah. I want to know who built the cradle. Right. Where did the cradle... Because the baby showed up on the cradle yep. on a raft, yep. which did not look <laughs> like it was seaworthy, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. No. no. And then they just left it outside. You're right. Mm-hmm. They never put it in anything. Yeah. They never actually built him anything, it looks like, yeah. that was his size. Yeah. No, like, they made him go to school outside, which yeah. there's... That's an ADA violation. Yeah, I was about to say. Was like, I didn't want to say ADA because I'm like, is being tall really a disability? But I guess in his case, it could have been considered. He needs, he needs to have certain things. It excludes him. Yeah. It, do- yeah. it does. And they're yeah. just like, hey, just sit on that barn, which, by the way, does not help the structure mm-hmm. itself. So nope. it's like, why and not then, just and then, chair? and then they ex- and then the teacher expects him to participate in class, but can't show, but like says, hey, if you need to show me your slate, don't pick up the roof to do it. I'm like, how else is he supposed to right. do it? Build right. a skylight, you guys. Like, yeah. come on, this isn't that difficult. Mm-hmm. He helped you build the town. Like, you mm-hmm. can give some exceptions. And I liked that um, he's out swimming with his friends and like, he can't really swim because he doesn't like fit in the whole <laughs> no. thing. Yeah. But he's happy to kind of splash yeah. around and like use his fingers as a diving board for yeah. his buddies. Yeah, that was actually really, really cute. Probably That's my favorite park. part. Yeah. the whole mm-hmm. short. Yeah. Um, but he definitely uh, doesn't know anything about renewable resources. No. No, they give him an axe for Christmas when he's a teenager. Which is an inappropriate present, but okay. <laughs> there are a few appropriate presents for teenagers. It's true. That is true. Teenagers are hard. But then he just goes and he chops down the entire forest. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well... Let's build you a big old, let's build a big old town now. And he's like, oh, wait, I didn't want this. Right. Well, okay. But like, 
I mean, he didn't. He didn't have anything against the town. He just like it was wanted, crowded. Yeah, he yeah. wanted the freedom to swing his axe. And but those... you guys, why didn't they build him anything? I know. He chopped down all those trees. They built all those buildings. And still, no Paul Bunyan sized home. No Paul Bunyan. Probably because he flooded the economy and dropped the price of lumber, and the town suddenly had no money. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> or did the town suddenly have all the money, and now it doesn't care about its people? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but basically he leaves he doesn't even say anything to anybody. He just leaves a note. Yeah. And next thing we next time we see him, he's a man because we meet our next um our next narrator who is a Scandinavian logger in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Bunyan's going to take his job too. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Yeah. Okay, but that reminded me. So, I couldn't find any like scholarly research on this, but there cuz the guy was Scandinavian, I was like, "Oh, wait, there's Norse myths about Giant cows unearthing giants, like with the salt mm-hmm. lick. And I thought that that was really interesting. And I wanted to know, like, is there any connection between like Paul Bunyan and then like it very well could a, be because yeah. it's the mid it's the Midwest, the huge huge Scandinavian. That's where right. the Midwest accent comes from. Is from Scandinavian immigrants. Hey, yeah, I know that. yeah. That makes yeah. sense, though. It's yeah. also a very Canadian myth. So there's mm-hmm. debates on whether Paul Bunyan is Canadian okay. or Midwestern. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change the fact that it's very Scandinavian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. I didn't know that mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, I didn't find any, like, scholarly yeah. Well, they're all descended from Swedish immigrants, don't you know? <laughs> I mean, now that you say that, it completely... <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, why didn't I ever hear that before? But, yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's a good point. And then it's, it's interesting to think of, like, I always think right now we have the ability to literally put anything down mm-hmm. on, you know, record for... Prosperity or yeah. pros- posterity. Posterity. Um, <laughs> for posterity. And it's interesting that we think about things, that's how it's always been, but it's not. It's not how it's always been. And when, you know, Disney was telling these folk stories, like, he just sort of took them and put his own twist on them. Mm-hmm. And now that's the story that everybody knows. But yeah. like you're saying, like, where is it coming from? Is it from mm-hmm. the Scandinavian myths? Is it from Canadian myths? What could it be? Mm-hmm. But... We don't really know because the first person to put it down was Walt Disney, who was like, I like that story. I want to animate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, at least the first, well, I don't want to say put it in, like, in the minds of culture, but, like, adapted it in a new way that yeah. stuck with everybody. Mm-hmm. Right, in a broad way. Right. You know, like, otherwise you have to hear it from someone. Exactly, you know? yeah. I don't think, like, I think I may have been in high school before I actually read a real fairy tale that wasn't Disney. Oh, like, yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I liked Hans Christian Andersen, so I did read some, but I didn't mm. read, like, I didn't know that The Little Mermaid um, had, like, a bad ending, because my mom had, like, a kid's version that mm-hmm. was adapted, and it mm. ended just with her kind of throwing herself into the waves, but mm-hmm. no murder, no stabby. Mm. Like, <laughs> there is no murder or stabby. She has to stab her prince. She's supposed she? to, oh, she's but supposed she doesn't. To. Okay. She sacrifices herself, and then does not become seafoam, but is rewarded by becoming an angel. Oh, okay. So she's in my story, she's soul. just sad, and she becomes seafoam. She oh. just throws herself no. into the ocean. But no. it was like, oh, yeah, no, sad, but there was no stabbing. No, <laughs> she becomes an angel, which is very important, because she becomes like a wind spirit, which is why Ariel is named Ariel. Ariel. Because that means wind spirit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it meant the Lion of God. Um, In Hebrew, but in okay. Latin, oh, okay. Ariel is a wind spirit. Okay, which is, got you. Um, the guy in the Tempest is Ariel. Yeah. So he's a wind spirit. Um, and that's why they named her Ariel, mm-hmm. as an allusion to her original ending. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. The more you know. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> yeah. He gets a cow. He does. Well, no, he finds a big blue ox. And yeah. she's blue because she's cold. Yeah, it gets so cold that the, even the, the flames freeze when Which he tries is, to start a fire. That was a really cute possible. animation. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but how come he's not even wearing a jacket, you guys? I know. Yeah, like, he doesn't look cold. No. But he's building a fire. He's trying to, and, oh, no, no, the and, and then that led us um, while we were watching it to debate whether he was more muscle or fat. <laughs> he's marbled. He's, he's a thick boy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's well marbled. The way yes. we, the way that we like mm. our men around here, <laughs> <laughs> they're tastier that way. Wait, what? <laughs> so, t- so how's your fiance? <laughs> Gary's fine. He couldn't be here today. He's a little tied up. <laughs> He's actually woodworking, <laughs> which he could still saw his arm off, and then there's dinner. <laughs> okay. 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 So then he finds his ox, his, his big blue ox, babe. She's frozen, and mm-hmm. he puts her over the fire, right? Mm-hmm. But, but she stays blue. I was just going to say, why didn't she turn that blue? Like Because that's how cold it was. Oh, but yet still, no jacket on. <laughs> nope. He's <Okay>. fine. <laughs> Where did the giant ox come from? I don't know. Nobody even... I have no questions idea. that just nope. all of a sudden okay. and then he's cutting down the midwest and then, then we get into some more tall tales like mm-hmm. he got kind of lost in the midwest and then his boot tracks created the minnesota's 10,000 lakes mm-hmm. that's right yeah and then he what did you say the grand tetas means uh yeah yeah the grand teton <laughs> mountains uh, were formed by him and um, babe wrestling but he, Grand Teton, it can translate to big. T- I like that. Do I have big sunset? I don't know. Big <laughs> I think it'd be funnier if you did. You just said it three times. <laughs> That's more work, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know that we like try to do it so that we could be a family show, but I think we've. I don't know if we. Okay, are. but you guys, who uses more than kids? <laughs> the kids need them. We're just so. freeing the nipple, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Nipple power. It's actually legal now in all 50 states, right? That's a recent thing. I think so. Which surprised me. Whenever they make oh. laws sometimes that are like like the anti-lynching laws that they're putting into place, I'm like, why is that just happening right now? Yeah. I don't understand. That should just be an okay. <laughs> and then you get and then you get like innocuous weird laws. Like I think in Utah you can't walk around with an ice cream cone in your back pocket. But I love ice cream cone in my back pocket. <laughs> That's why our ancestors left. Uh, that's true. No, mine, mine were still there. My uh, my great-grandma lived in Zion until uh, last year when she passed. Oh, wow. Yeah, she lived uh, in Springdale right outside of Zion. I've been, yeah, I was mm-hmm. just there. Yeah, mm-hmm. right in just that little tiny town. I love Springdale. Yeah, she actually used to live in Zion National Park. Oh, she lived in the park. Yeah, but before it was the park. And then they okay. made it the park, and then they were like, you need to move. Okay. <laughs> but you can still see the cement stoop. That's right, it's right across from the, the building where you do, like, the souvenirs and stuff. Oh. And then there's, like, a big cement, like, thing, and it's the foundation of her house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I don't know. Well, it was kind of cool when I was growing up. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. But, yeah, she passed recently. She's 103. That's incredible. Yeah. So, but, yeah. But yeah, so they uh, built up basically most of the Midwest, and they got all the way to San Francisco. Right? Yeah, like they, and then there was like, oh, um, they're they're using a river to send logs down to the sawmill, right? It, but it was getting tied up because it was uh-huh. too crooked, so they but straightened out the river. That's not how mm-hmm. it works. Rivers can no. have bends, and the logs yep. are going to make it through the bends just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he straightened it out with a an anchor. Yep, and babe. Yep, mm-hmm. right. Yep. 
Nice. And, which is silly, because the only man Water could re- truly listen to is Percy Jackson. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's not my original statement, but I have amended it due to protest. <laughs> Thank you. My boy Percy's a good boy. <laughs> I love Percy Jackson. I had a dream once that I was pregnant. With Percy Jackson's baby? Well, no. Not with <laughs> Percy Jackson's baby. In my dream, I said out loud, and I think I still stand by this statement, if my son does not turn out just like Percy Jackson, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't think you told me that, but I believe it. <laughs> I woke up and I was very confused, but like, do I mean that? I think I mean Are that. You in love what with a good boy. boy. <laughs> Am I in love with the ocean? Yes. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, well, let's go to the beach and get you hooked up. We'll be the wingmen. The, the fin men. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But anyway, Paul Bunyan also <laughs> builds Pike's Peak for fun. Yeah, yeah, that was random. I was like, who builds Pike's Peak for fun? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, but of course, it comes down to the real conflict, mm-hmm. which is progress. Isn't it always? Mm-hmm. I don't know why everybody always fights progress. That's so like the American mythology, though, is like... Mm-hmm. Progress defeats the hardworking man. Well, and, and, like, no, no. What's really defeating the hardworking man is the idea that you need to work hard for 40 hours a week to deserve to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nowadays, it doesn't even feel like 40 hours is enough. It feels like you have not. to work, like, 60 hours a mm-hmm. week in order to actually not just make mm-hmm. ends meet, but to excel and exceed, you mm-hmm. know, and... It's really frustrating because it's like technology could be such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. because it could save time and mm-hmm. give people, you know, more opportunity to find their but happiness. Instead, it just feels like we're pressured to do more right. and to be more productive. And now we have to outrun robots. Like, what? Yeah. Also, by the way, listen, he lost that contest by a quarter of an inch. I do not think that counts. No. I definitely don't think that counts as a failure. No, it's not like it was even one log. It wasn't even <laughs> one log. It yeah. was like, and by the way, when you're measuring logs like that, I feel like it's not an exact science. Right. We'll check with Gary because he knows the wood stuff. But like, I feel like <laughs> a giant stack of wood like that is going to be a little off. <laughs> yeah. By a bit. So he's yeah. like quarter inch and then Paul Bunyan mm-hmm. walks away with his head in shape. Yeah. Like... I did like the animation of the of the log logging contest. Yeah. Because especially the little dude with his steam saw, the way that oh he moved and it was just boop boop boom. It looked like a video game. And like the, yeah. and then the way the way that like all of the logging that Paul Bunyan was doing looked, it was like, oh, this is like video game logging. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley lately. <laughs> um and so I'm like, oh yeah, I'm always out of wood. And like <laughs> this looks like this looks like my my dumb little dude. Cutting down trees on the farm. <laughs> That's amazing. I do a Farmville kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like like that where I'm like, man, it's so hard for me to get trees. But look at him. It's like easy. It just <laughs> goes through. But then I'm sitting there thinking, wow, it's not sustainable. No. You guys, slow down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Thank goodness for Gifford Pinchot and his uh, microphone, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to get national parks and mm-hmm. get them on the record. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can keep them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and actually, um, Roosevelt. Sorry, I'm, I've been listening. I've been listening to an audiobook. It's a three book biography of Teddy Roosevelt, like before his presidency, his presidency, and then after that. And at, when he was president, like if there was an area that like he couldn't get the approval necessary from Congress to make it a national park, he would use executive order to make it a national monument until such time as Congress could get their stuff together. Yeah. And these na- these uh, national monuments 
um, included the Grand Canyon. Nice. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy to me. I mean, like, and I, I'm not naive enough to think that, like, there aren't bad people in the world. There definitely are. But, like, why wouldn't Congress want to preserve beautiful places? I mean, those lands have resources that can be used to make money. Yeah, but how much money do you need? And aren't you there for the people? You're not there for the money. We're not a business. The United States is not a business. But it has to be to sustain. Like, that's what economics... That's the thing, is we're running in a deficit anyway. Uh, So if we're going to be running in a deficit... (laughs) We've been running in a deficit since 1774. So so if we're running into a deficit and we're, you know, like, we're not actually profitable, there's just people who get profitable and get to keep the money, Mm -hmm. and those people don't care about anyone enough. So it's like, why is Congress protecting them and not protecting the resources mm-hmm. and the people and the things that they should be protect. It should be a no-brainer. And so, like, when you're like, Teddy Roosevelt had to write executive orders to save the Grand Canyon, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, the freaking Grand Canyon? Are you kidding? <laughs> Who, who's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to well, build that into a mall. Well, but also, <laughs> um, they did not have local representation yet because Arizona wasn't a state yet. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arizona it's became a state in 1912. So it's like a free-for-all. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. That's you, so crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so Paul Bunyan still is up in, what, the Yukon? Something like Just that. Just hanging out Forever. with Babe. He's never well, and now, and, now, and now he can live off of that, um, that, that money that residents get for all the oil being drilled. Actually, he, he, that's progress, and he'd be against that. <laughs> yeah, because well, progress is evil. Well, but so, but so, but so, but so is drilling in the Arctic, so. That's true. Yeah. But he did really like the Northern Lights, mm-hmm. so that was nice. Mm-hmm. So that's Paul Bunyan. Yeah. I forgot. There's a great line. Um, after Paul, like, deforests the West Coast, they have a line that says, like, civilization had arrived in the Pacific Northwest. I was like, oh, that's, uh-huh, not good. That's some white supremacy. Yeah. Right there's there. lots of civilization there already. There was lots of civilization just not that whole thing. Your civilization. Yeah. Yep. Her. I saw a map recently of the different tribes in the areas, and and I don't know, this might be me being ignorant, but it's, you know, what they teach you in high school, Mm -hmm. and I knew that there were a lot of different tribes, and I knew that they were all over the country, but what I didn't know is that they were literally all over the country. They literally covered the country from coast to coast. Their territories, there was no extra space. They make it sound like they they have... No, they had had, had big cities, too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and they make it sound like there was this extra Mm -hmm. space that these people Mm -hmm. moved into, and they were just sort of trying to make it work, and then Mm -hmm. there were conflicts, but it was like, no... There was, like, mm-hmm. whole civilizations and whole societies, mm-hmm. and you just yep. trampled all over all of mm-hmm. it. Yep. So Congratulations. we in California, in Southern California, live on Tongva land. And one thing that I learned recently is that the Tongva language, like, they're not extinct. Like, um, there was a recent article in the L.A. Times, and they, they did a tweet storm about it, too, about there are teachers who are working to revive the Tongva language. Mm. Yeah. So That's I got important. real excited about that. Yeah. So and then, crazy. you know, if you went to, if you grew up in California and remember learning about local tribes, but you don't remember the name Tongva, that's because you were taught the Spanish names, Gabrieleno and Serrano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, my friends were actually, because t- I grew up in Vegas and we didn't learn a lot of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but she was telling me about the Pueblos and the, mm-hmm. the different um, mm-hmm. times that they had to go along that road. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's called, but she said there's like a, a mission road mm-hmm. that goes all El, throughout California. El Camino Real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can like follow it mm-hmm. and like see the little markers. Yeah, there are there bells. The holy mm-hmm. road and mm-hmm. like there should be a bunch of um Green bells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. There, there's one there's one right by the public library where I live. Such history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um That's so, American folklore. <laughs> yeah. 
It's uh, heavy, guys. It's yeah. heavy. <laughs> yeah, American expansionism is heavy. <laughs> Being American is There's such a, a burden to, sometimes. There's a lot to unpack. There is. And it's it's hard to navigate and also stay sensitive and just, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to be open and realize that you know nothing. Yeah. You are a lot like Jon Snow. um and so our feature today is pete's dragon i'm so excited you guys we're so excited to have you for it i loved this movie growing up i watched it all the time Mm -hmm. when was the last time you watched it um probably a few years ago so my disney movie collection is uh, a bunch of movies that i loved growing up that i just had to own and Mm so i'll usually buy it watch it and then put it in my collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of what that is. And so I want to say maybe four or six years ago when I bought it, I watched it again. And uh, I never thought about it as a kid, but I realized that Pete's Dragon has the first ever documented case of Drunktastic, which is uh, when you get drunk yeah. at Disneyland and go on rides. Well, you get drunk at DCA, I should say, at Disney California Adventure. <laughs> and I'm not talking sloshy drunk. You're not trying to be, you know, sloppy or hurting anyone. There but, will soon be alcohol yes, in Disneyland, But though. only in the Star Wars area. Yeah. And you're not allowed to take it out. Well, you take it out inside your body. So you chug in it. So I don't know if that's the best idea. But okay. But yeah, so you drink a bit, you get a little buzzed, and then you go on rides, and you have a drunk-tastic time. And they actually do that in the movie. And I didn't realize that until I watched it when I first bought it. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> nice. So, yeah, Brooke and I have never seen it before. So we're never? Very, no, never. not at all. Oh, you're in for um, a ride. Yeah. But yeah, fun. like, this is this is our second to last um, mix of animation and live action. Uh, it's it's this and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Enchanted has animation. Oh, duh. Enchanted. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Um, you're and right. then if we want to count Tron. Which do you want to count Tron? I want to watch it. I've never seen <laughs> It's Disney. It's animation. It's just different animation, right? Like, would we watch Lion King and Jungle Book when it comes out? When they're live action, when we hit that, I don't know. We haven't gotten there yet. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Mary Poppins, Bedknobs and Broomsticks fall in the same category as mm. Tron. It's okay, just different animation. Yeah, that's true. Right. I, I was kind of going to base it on whether we could get a guest, but then our guest mm. did not realize the way that I did that his wife would say, "No, we're going to do Who Framed Roger Rabbit." <laughs> Well, I'll she see if I can like, get a guest for Tron. Why can't they do both? <laughs> yeah, why can't they do both? They're far I, enough apart. Oh, they're gonna—they're gonna. They're, gonna they're co- not. Oh, they're gonna. Um, well, Tron? I thought Tron was eighties. Oh, you mean the original Tron? Yeah. I thought y'all were talking about like no. The new Tron. I don't care about new Tron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they could do both. They could do Roger Rabbit because of well, her, and then they can do Tron because he wants to. Devlin yeah. is number one of our number one reply guys. I think it's Devlin and Chris are our number one reply guys. Yeah. Nice. And so... What's a reply guy? They reply to us on Twitter. Oh, okay. Else. Yeah. Yeah, I suck But we also know days. them in real life and know that they're good people, so mm-hmm. it's not like no, normally a reply guy is just like really annoying, but like, oh. no, like if they're a good reply guys, that's Devlin and Chris. Okay. <laughs> let's go get started. Yeah. Let's go watch our movie. Yeah. that movie we did <laughs> quite long <laughs> it was it was over it was just over two hours that was surprising for a film in the 70s mm-hmm. i did not expect it to be that long <laughs> <laughs> 
And I liked it a lot more than I was expecting to. Like, I was a little bit, eh, going in. Hmm. Yeah. Because um, it was just like, I've not heard of this. Like, it's mostly live action, and live action Disney movies, especially of that era, are just... Questionable at best. <laughs> yeah. Extremely cheesy, if yeah. if not straight up bad. <laughs> right. No, I, I really enjoy it. I think more of a nostalgia kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's very campy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved it growing up. So it's yeah. like when I watch it now, I just laugh and I just yeah. enjoy. And like, and I can, I can see, I can see that appeal now. But like I said, I did enjoy it a lot more yeah. than I thought, like, especially the animation in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the kid did a surprisingly good job. Yeah. With the animation, yeah. which impressed me. Yeah, I think the kid did better than any of the other actors. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a fun little movie. A lot of music. A lot of music. Mm-hmm. It was like a musical, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like every time yeah, you like call it a song. Yeah. It felt like a Broadway musical. Right. A yeah. lot of it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it's like, this is dialogue to get you to the next song. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> here's 10 minutes of dance choreography. <laughs> That's true. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So it begins in the woods. Yes. <laughs> and we've got Pete is our little boy with his bowl cut. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's such a terrible haircut. It is. We all had it's it. the haircut my dad had. Yeah. Like, but like an overgrown, like a chin length bowl cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Too big of a bowl. <laughs> did anybody get the, the murdery foster family's name? Uh, Go- Grogan? 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 Grogan. Grogan? I don't know. So, something like that. <laughs> I don't remember them ever, like, actually being like, we have names. They were just like, we're super murdery, and he's, we're going to catch that kid. like, I don't want to go with the Grogans or something. Oh, okay. Something oh, like that. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't Gorgons. That's a different thing. But it was close to that. <laughs> but basically, they're these, like, way over-the-top dirty hicks. Yeah. Super bad hillbillies. And it was a very sound... Which is weird, because they're in New England. Yeah, but... I it guess was a, you can have the wrong kind of folk anyway. Sure. <laughs> and they wanted him to do the work it looked like of about three men, right? Yeah, they're, they're like, we don't want to do anything. We're going to just kid do everything. It's like, you're a family of four. You want one small child to do all the work? But sure. they bought and paid for him, they're so they the, can do whatever they want now. They're yeah. Gogans. Gogans. Oh, okay. We were close. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember them saying who they were. <laughs> and you were saying it actually came out the same weekend as Star Wars, mm-hmm. which probably explains why no one knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why it did so bad at the box office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keith is talking to somebody, and we do see him floating. Like, it, the, the, those special effects are very good. Yeah. yeah. Of, like, most of the stuff going on with the invisible dragon, who was supposed to be invisible the whole time until the studio was like, nah, well, let's do this. Yeah, and they talked Can Anderson. Mm-hmm. Can Anderson. Ken Anderson to uh, design mm-hmm. and help animate. And mm-hmm. Bluth worked on it as yeah. well. Well, Don, I, if I remember right, Don, uh, Ken Anderson and Don Bluth are the only schedule, are the only credited animators. I think so. doesn't mean they did all the work, but yeah. they are the ones who are credited with it. Mm-hmm. So, And it's our first movie without any of the nine old men. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, although I guess our next animated movie will probably feel more different, I mm-hmm. think. Um, although Ken Anderson has been there since the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. he's not one of the nine old men, but mm-hmm. he's been there since Snow White. Yeah. So, it doesn't... We haven't lost all of the, the original... The, the tenth old magic. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious tenth old man. <laughs> Ken Anderson. He's the puppet master. 
<laughs> I think that's Walt. Okay. <laughs> um, and then they are singing their song about why they want to capture Pete. And Lots of dancing. It's very Breakfast Club dancing is the vibe I got from Like, Breakfast Club is a couple years away, but that, yeah. that when they're all dancing in the library, yeah. a lot of that choreography felt the same. It's kind of yeah, funny. but it was a, an extremely show tune yeah, song. Yeah. I just feel like people who look like that shouldn't sing like that. Like, <laughs> like they're just like, we're down and grungy, but here's us fabulous jazz hands on mm-hmm. Broadway. Like, yeah. yeah. Just like, okay. And just extremely overacted. Mm-hmm. It was funny, though. It was extremely overacted. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they had to be as big as the dragon. Maybe mm-hmm. they were like competing. They hide successfully enough, and then we see that the dragon is in fact real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he was riding him too. He was riding him too, but like, so, but then we see him. Yeah. You see him for Ennies. He's kind of cute. I don't know. He's adorable. He's, he's a like, great design. I think he's the most adorable, scary thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're not scary at all. Mm-hmm. And he does have the head of a camel in that song that they sing yeah. about him. You're and thinking, the ears of a cow? Yeah, like, this sounds like nonsense, but, like, no, actually, he's got a head mm-hmm. of a camel, he's got the ears of a cow, the, what was it, the neck of a crocodile? I think so. He said he was a fish and a mammal and <laughs> these other things that are just, like, actually. And I I, I love how um, he's got these tiny, useless-looking wings. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, they help him fly. They help him fly a little bit, but mm-hmm. he just is kind of too heavy for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very round oh, in that yes. friend-shaped round way. Yeah. yeah. There are, there are very few straight lines on him. Yeah. Yeah. He's pear-shaped like me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lovable shape. Mm-hmm. He's thick. <laughs> he, no, Elliot's thick. Yeah. He's kind of lanky. He looks like he could eat. <laughs> Pete needs a sandwich mm-hmm. or yeah. two. Which yeah. is how Nora gets him. And then eventually he makes his way away from the woods where he's being hunted into a port side, bay side kind of town. In into the most New, New England, England town you can ever meet. In Santa Clarita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to write it down. Pass, Passamaquoddy. Yeah, Passamaquoddy. In case you weren't sure where we were, we were definitely in New England. <laughs> also, they have clam chowder. And they have clam chowder. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes, it's a like a fisherman yeah. town. Yeah, don't don't house. don't worry about the fact that the that the sun sets in the east. Yeah, don't worry about it. They're not filming this on the west coast at all. Don't mind those mountains. Please don't pay attention to the hills. And he's kind of walking through town. He's like, okay, Elliot, you need to chill for a sec. You know, if you can be invisible, let's be invisible. But Elliot has zero chill. Mm-hmm. And animals always know the cat yeah. and the horses. Mm-hmm. Like they could see him. They freaked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get things like. Um, Pete's walking by, and he's, like, kind of, like, running a stick through a fence, like, to make the noise. And then Elliot apparently does the same thing with his nail. And I really liked that effect, too. Yeah. yeah. I liked the cement one, too, with his footprints in the cement. Yeah. That was a, that was a really good I one. I do not get how they blame Pete for any of that, though. Because yeah. it's very obvious that it wasn't his action. That right. It was just something but, invisible next yeah, to him. He is automatically a pariah right. in the town. Um, and then there's something going on with the mayor. Well, I think the mayor is just trying to be like, we're a normal town where nothing unexpected ever happens. Yeah, and then, a ki- and, a then, and, and, then like, and then like the dragon <laughs> stuff happens and then he ends up with eggs all over his face because... Literally, like, eggs all over his face, that's right. Yeah, like a farmer is walking by with a delivery of eggs and... <laughs> Good visual. Part. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. And then he runs into uh, a school marm. 
Oh, she's giving teachers a bad name. Mm-hmm. In my she opinion, is. teachers are nice, beautiful, <laughs> wonderful people. <laughs> oh, stop it some more. <laughs> and she's I'm not a, just kidding, I'm not a real teacher. <laughs> you are. You're a real teacher. But she's, she's super strict. She's very like uh, by the book, right? Mm-hmm. Like she'd be like, Where are you? Who are you? Where are your parents? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Although the early 1900s and then her petticoat gets caught mm-hmm. on a nail. Because, because Elliot catches mm-hmm. it on a nail. Because he's super not chill. Like, it's like okay. he could make or break this for Pete. And yeah. I feel like he spends a lot of time just breaking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they end up hiding out in a cave. Mm-hmm. And Pete's really mad. He doesn't even want to play tic-tac-toe on Elliot's belly with, <laughs> a, with a burnt stick. That's how you know he's really <laughs> but Nora, who's a new character now, she mm-hmm. kind of sees him. She's in the lighthouse up above. Oh, wait. We skipped an entire number. Oh, the Junktastic. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. So um, one of the other things that Elliot does in town, he appears for just a second to Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Mickey Rooney, whose entire like persona, the entire movie is mm-hmm. drunk. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's basically mm-hmm. the notes they had for and, him. And then be drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and so then he's like, oh, man, a dragon. And he runs into the pub and he's like, I saw a dragon and sings a song about it. Mm-hmm. And then his daughter comes in and he's like, Dad, what are you doing? They have a very Belle Maurice vibe where he's mm-hmm. like the kooky old guy and his young, attractive daughter mm-hmm. that everyone's in love with and constantly objectifies. Mm-hmm. Cool. And she takes care of him and yeah. helps him sing the song. So. Yeah. Yep. And then there's like really fun choreography, like. The dancing in the barrels. All the barrels. Man. And that was, it was very sexual, right? Uh, well, when he the bar- drags her onto his lap and is like, hey, sing here, pretty lady. And then another guy, she's like, no. And so another guy does it. And yeah. Like, really? And then she's on the barrel spinning well, it, and it. And then it pops. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, woo. It's, ex- it's extreme. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it feels like a climax. Yep, it, it does. does. Mm-hmm. And everyone's extra, extra drunk. And the way I see it is, like, they're covered in foam mm-hmm. and, like, everyone's, mm-hmm. like, just drinking it in. And I don't think alcohol actually works by osmosis, but if it did, uh, it they'd, can. Be, they'd be super wasted. You know, it can. So. Yeah. But that, so that's the first musical number. That yeah. We well, the second and so I think so we see we see Nora and her dad going back to the lighthouse, and then she's like, "Oh wait, I see a kid walking well, into that cave." The drunktastic is our third musical number. Oh, okay, because mm-hmm. there's one that Pete sings. Pete sings oh, with right. the dragon and the hillbilly song the in the beginning. Song. I always yeah. forget about this yeah. song. <laughs> so drunktastic is our third song. Okay, and then we head back to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And that's Nora's first uh, appearance of seeing Pete. She still hasn't seen Elliot, no, the dragon, she at this point. does it until the very end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> and she is like, hey, you're a, you're a little kid with no place to go. You're going to come stay with me, please. Mm-hmm. She's yep. like me. Hi, you want to come over and I'll feed you? <laughs> come over to my house where there's food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you get them. <laughs> and then we find out that she's waiting for her fiancé to come mm-hmm. back. What was his name? Paul. Paul. He's a very strapping uh, 70s Miami Vice. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's got the mustache and the jaw. Mm-hmm. And the hair, the wavy locks. It's mm-hmm. true, and he is lost at sea. Mm-hmm. Yep. But she'll, uh, she'll keep the lighthouse burning. Mm-hmm. She'll never give up hope. Candle on the water. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's later. <laughs> what is that? But they preface it. You're right. They actually yeah. give you the intro to the song so that you're like, oh. Ready when it happens. Here it comes. And so uh, Nora feeds him. 
And mm-hmm. he, he even objectifies her, asking why she doesn't have kids and why she isn't married. Stop asking women that. Yeah. Could you stop? Mm-hmm. I know you're, like, 12 or less, but don't do that. Like, if, you know, if she wants to talk about her kids or her marriage, that's a whole other story. But, like, let her bring it up. Mm-hmm. Like, ask her what she does for fun, guys. Come on, be creative. <laughs> you know, so then they go to bed. Because now he, try, he just trusts her. He fed, or she fed him. He's fed. She cleaned him. Cleaned. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, she gave him, she gave him, like, pajamas. That's right. Um, and they, they sing a song together. Oh, that's right. Another song. And then they put her to bed, or she puts him to bed, and then, uh, what happens the next day when they wake up? I forget. She takes him to school. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so she, she gets him some new clothes, and she takes him to school, and he's like, I don't have to go to school. I know what nine times nine is. How much more could I possibly learn? I mean, he is actually pretty smart, very smart. for being an orphan and for being like basically. A I was slave. impressed he could read at the yeah. beginning of the film. So. Yeah, the Passamaquoddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, that song. Or that sign looks hard for me. That doesn't happen quite yet because there's also like the um, the musical number with the kids and like, aren't you the one with the dragon? Aren't you the weirdo? Oh, that's right. So that's she, when she takes so him to she, school. But she brings him to town to take him to school right. and the dragon meets the kids. Do, do they actually see Elliot or no, are they just no, talking they about it? But doesn't something else, ha- something else she happen? She does her before? musical number of Cat on the Water. I thought that happened after school. You know what? The doctor. Oh, oh that's right. You guys the snake oil doctor. Mm-hmm. Super trustworthy. Oh, the Jim mo- Dale. How could we forget Jim Dale? Um, he has a musical number as well. It's true. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's basically scamming the entire town. Mm-hmm. For a dollar a bottle. That is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, definitely trustworthy. You can tell by, by the uh, by the fancy clothes and the, the cape mm-hmm. and the, the twirled cape. up mustache and the singing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you know. Mm-hmm. It's a very it was a very fun performance. Yeah, it, is. it, it really was. Is. Yeah, and the it's king. actually you know what I mean. It was a smart idea. They had he had a sidekick who just kept changing clothes <laughs> and would come up. And <laughs> that's actually really yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. It's a cute idea. Although in my head I'm sitting there thinking, listen, you're in a small town. They know everybody who lives in a right? small town. Mm-hmm. So if grandma who can't hear shows up, like they know they don't know that lady. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what do you right. Mean? I thought about that too. Yeah. So yeah. Doesn't even. How stupid are these people? <laughs> and, and, well, it works. So. It's true. And if the name Jim Dale sounds familiar, um, you might know him as the narrator of Pushing Daisies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Harry Potter audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a lovely performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very believable. Mm-hmm. But he was mm-hmm. a very bad guy. Yeah. 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 I think he's he's actually, I mean, like, the, the family is, is a side villain, I would call them. Mm-hmm. But I think he's the main villain. He's the one who wants to kill Pete or yeah, kill Elliot. Kill Elliot. So and I so think... he like tries to like capture him because he wants to use him for all of his medicines. Yeah, because yeah. they don't because they're not real because snake oil doesn't work. Yeah, right. Right, but the dragons one are real. Yeah, apparently he's got a whole book. book about it. Yeah. Okay, so they're singing in the yard. The kids haven't seen him, but the kids believe. Right. Um, you know, they were making fun of him or something, and then like Nora comes in and she, she sings a song about how there's room for everybody in this world. She's such and a well, no. It's because the the teacher is mean to oh, yeah. the dragon. The oh, kids yeah. are fine. Oh yeah, that's right. But yeah. I thought that happened later. Like I thought that they were just talking, and then like the the teacher um, is mean to Pete. After and the then song. Elliot is like real mad about that. Like he's like, my kid's not a dummy in the corner. Like my kid doesn't right. belong getting mm-hmm. smacked, and so he like, oh yeah, Kool Aid Man's. Oh, they the have the whole wall. song. <laughs> 
then who's being mean about the dragon? Probably the, uh, the townspeople, maybe. Well, the, oh yeah, like, I think the kids are. I think they don't believe him, and then Nora's like, you should believe him. It's mm. cool. And Nora's really, like, she's a great character. Yeah, she's, yes. like, the only one in that entire town who's, yeah. like, understanding and empathetic. Yeah, and, like, but, and she 100% does not believe, um... That the dragon exists. Yeah. But even, she's even, still understanding yeah. that Pete believes it. Yeah, and then she's and like and she even mentions to her dad, like, Oh, I think it's sweet that you play along with him like that and then he's like, No, I really saw him like, Okay, mm-hmm. Dad, you're drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what he's drunk the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they uh the kids I think are just like mean about it. Yeah. And she's like, Don't be mean. Don't yeah. Mean. And then like they come around <laughs> without actually seeing him. And again, this would all be solved if Elliot was just like, Hi, yeah. I'm real. Yeah, new one, no. new one to be visible. But to be fair, like when he is revealed, there are characters who want to kill him. So that is true. I can it see hiding as a self defense mm-hmm. mechanism. But he also has fire. Yep. So I just don't. It, this... Which works conveniently it or does. inconveniently. That's true. As necessary for the story for the plot <laughs> device. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That is true. So yeah, but uh, anyway, the room for yeah. everyone song is a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. there are a lot of good songs in there. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they're all like catchy, and I actually sang "Candle in the Water" in in, in choir. In it's high a very popular performance yeah. song. It's a good. Uh, it's well, like, it was big enough, but not too big. It, you know? it was it was released as a single and did very well yeah. as a single. Didn't it, somebody do it on American Idol? Just recently, they did their big Disney one. Okay. Someone did that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think somebody. No, wait, not somebody. Um, and the song was nominated for best original song. It lost. I don't know what to. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it mm-hmm. It's okay, they lost the animation award this year, yeah. so it's fine. Spider <laughs> Verse. Yeah. That one I haven't seen it still. I suck oh. at you guys, I suck at movies. Like, I know. I, it's I okay, I do too. I won't watch them for years. And it doesn't say anything against the movie. I'm not like hating on that movie. I just haven't I still haven't seen Last Jedi. Yeah, see, I wouldn't, I haven't either. And I wouldn't watch TV on time if it wasn't for Gary. Like, he's, he's so, we were going to go to a watch party for Game of Thrones mm-hmm. tomorrow, but they um, were like, oh, we'll start it around 7. Oh, no, no, no. No, that's not okay. Because it comes out at 6 mm-hmm. on the East Coast HBO. So Gary wants to watch it at home. Because it comes out at 6. <laughs> that's the only reason I watch anything on time. Otherwise, I'm like, mm. Okay. Spider-Verse. That's a good one, though. I heard that did really well. did very well. It was really very like good. It. Mm-hmm. it was very um, graphically beautiful. Yep. It, it, yep, was, right. so it was, was so artistic. Original. Okay, yeah. Solid story. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Mm-hmm. One. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it deserved it. Okay, but Incredibles 2 did not. But Candle in the Water did not win. <laughs> Candle in the Water did not win. Uh, neither did um, Mary Poppins this year, so <laughs> oh, it's <maybe>. fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway... Lots of musical numbers in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, like and just, where the yeah, story goes like, basically is, I don't we can bring in details as they're necessary, but essentially um, Nora decides, hey, Pete, you should live with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll yeah. take care of you. Because you know what? You guys, I really feel like she did want a kid, though. Yeah. She did. She was super happy to have mm-hmm. him and mm-hmm. like to have someone to take care of. Mm-hmm. She's probably tired of like having to take care of her dad all the time. <laughs> and she's like, finally, like an actual kid instead of a man who acts like a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and the, the snake oil assistant like sees Elliot and is like, he goes and tells the snake oil guy, he's mm-hmm. like, hey, there's let, a dragon. There's a dragon. We can make some money off this. Mm-hmm. And that's also a very fun musical number. Yeah. Um, and, 
And that's when we learn the 101 uses of mm-hmm. dragon, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. Dragon fat will make you thin. Mm-hmm. Dragon blood will make you live forever. Yeah. Shoes. It was that easy. We'd all do it. Mm-hmm. That's probably why there are no more dragons. <laughs> oh, that explains so but then, much. But then where are the immortals? Well, you have to drink it constantly, like, out. in Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Let's get Dumbledore in here. Do you know? Well, no. <laughs> Discussion. No, we gotta get, we gotta get, uh... You have two Harry Potter experts here. If you have any Harry yeah. Potter questions... No, 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 I was gonna say Paul Rudd... Oh, no. He'll probably still be alive. Yeah. I was gonna say Paul Rudd and Keanu Reeves. Oh, oh yeah. Our Hollywood immortals. God, he doesn't get old. He's so brave. <laughs> have you seen, uh, there's a Netflix original movie where, uh, with Keanu, and it is a, it's a rom-com. He's not one, like, it's Randall Park and Ali Wong. But Keanu Reeves is in it. Okay, what's it called? Um, Always Be My Maybe. I have not seen it, but I will. Well, it, it's not out yet. But, okay. there, but there are some really good trailers I'm out there. I'm super into obscure movies on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Whether they're original or not. Yeah. Like, no, it looks like it's going to be so good. <laughs> and I love Randall Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sounds interesting. And I mean, Keanu Reeves is like another one of those people that does not get old. I yeah. I understand. Let's see. Tell me. Like, I remember somebody made a list once of like Hollywood immortals and like saying like, you know, what era they're from. Jada Pinkett. Um, it actually, like, I think the list, the list included some musicians too, like Hozier and Florence Welch, mm-hmm. but then it also had Keanu Reeves, Paul Rudd, and John Mulaney. Yeah. The, Who? He's John a, Mulaney. He's a comedian. Uh, he does, he does he's the one that everybody does the memes for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so funny. Yeah, but they're like, just the way that he talks, it's like, he's, he's from like the Great Depression. Yeah. <laughs> he just never got over it. Yeah. Well, we're back, so he's in the right place. (laughs) 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 Sorry, guys. I brought that down. (laughs) And then the, the... The Gogans come back into town. Oh, that's right. And mm-hmm. they state their claim. They they have a bill of sale, not an adoption record, a bill, a bill of sale. And it actually says bill of sale at the top. Yeah. I was surprised. I thought they were just calling it that. It's awful. Yeah. And then they, uh, I don't know, I don't know how they found Passamaquoddy, but I mean, it's pretty easy if you're like, I'm looking for a little boy who thinks he has a dragon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's literally what they, they're describing the boy, and everyone's like, oh, I don't know. With a dragon. They're like, oh, that kid. That's Pete. Oh, yeah, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so they're singing their song, and um, Nora is like, has him in a boat. And it's like, nope, you can't get him. And then Elliot comes in and saves the day. That was a weird musical number. It really yeah. was. It feels like sometimes in musicals, and I'm counting this as a musical, they use songs to, like, move the action along. Yeah. And this was just like a... Yeah. It, it was really weird because it was also making the wrong arguments. Yeah. Not well, like... It was, was like conflict. Like, Nora was like... You can't have him. You don't love him. Instead of you can't have him. It is illegal to to buy a child to buy a person. But I think what the point is like it was legal in 1900. Maybe, but also yeah. instead of being like you can't keep him because you're abusing him. Right. Like, I mean, right. it's slavery, and slavery yeah. is illegal under and the Thirteenth chi- Amendment. And child labor laws. I mean, like, Our, child labor laws weren't a thing yet. But maybe not yet. Slavery. But that, maybe that's why they needed them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> because of Pete. Because of situations like this. Yeah. I mean, like, we'll talk more about, I think, the Disney Renaissance is going to be a big deal because Alan Menken bringing musical numbers mm-hmm. in a new way into mm-hmm. Disney is a big deal. Mm-hmm. But And more catchy songs, I feel like. Because these well, songs were good. Sherman but... Brothers have some catchy yeah, songs. Yeah, it's true. But, like, like but the songs from this movie... 
can you actually, besides like maybe Candle in the Water and like some tunes, can you remember any of the other like, Bill songs? of Sale is catchy, and the dragons would sing it for me. Bill of Sale, Bill of Sale, we have a Bill of Sale. Something like that. <laughs> it's very basic. It has a rhythm. It yeah, has, I guess. Well, like, we talk about this with rescuers, where, like, the 70s it. songs are not iconic. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you don't sing it. But you don't like, keep going. Um, you, know? you don't walk away humming the tune. You're like, oh. This era, this era has songs like the Mary Poppins songs. That's the true. The Toppins and... Well, we're, we're, almost, we're almost 15 years off from, from yeah, Mary Poppins. But it's still the Sherman Brothers. Well, but the, Which, Sherman, the they Sherman Brothers run, with Disney. Right. They've... The, we just watched... Um, what was the last Sherman Brothers film we watched? Winnie the Pooh. Which was not long ago. Well, but all, all of the shorts were released individually long before... Not long before, just a couple years before. I guess we're, we're I guess not six, even 16, ten yeah. years from the Sherman Brothers, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah, and that transition from Sherman Brothers to Little Mermaid is a weird musical mm-hmm. transition, to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like some of the songs in here are just still catchy, mm-hmm. but they don't have the Broadway mm-hmm. punch where we're, yeah. t- we're looking at like they don't have universal appeal. Yeah, right. Well, they're also they're not doing the character stuff that Broadway mm-hmm. songs do. We're not. We don't have... This is my intro, and I'm telling you about me. Right, right. <laughs> we don't have iconic Disney villain songs true. yet, mm-hmm. other than Cruella de Vil. Um, <laughs> when did uh, when Hundred and One Dalmatians come out? 67? Oh, really? No, like 61. 61. What? Oh, because Jungle Book is 67. Seriously? Yeah. Does that mean it came out of the vault when we were kids? Yeah. Well, most Is things... that why? Because I remember it being, like, released as a child. It would have been on VHS. Yeah, but that would have been, like, out of the vault. It wasn't like it was a new movie then. Well, VHSs were new when we were kids. You guys, my mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really thought that it was just a movie that they had, fit, like, that they had animated and fit, like, in the 80s or the 90s, but... Uh, no, early, early 60s. Wow. Yeah. That's actually even more impressive now. So the first... Disney film that you would have, like, had released as a kid. Probably would have been Little Mermaid. Which might explain why it's one of my favorites. I mean, that's... You know, yeah. This is one of my favorites since yeah. I was born. Yeah. And I remember, by the way, Snow White coming out in theaters. But I remember that as a re-release. Yeah. Right. Right. But then uh, no other movies, like, in my head are considered re-releases. But now that I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it, Sleeping Beauty was a re-release. Yes. Like, uh, like, what you guys were just saying about 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. Like, basically... Almost all the movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm too that I love. young to remember re-releases. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm 86 when you were born. 91. 91. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, Black Cauldron would have probably. Oh, come I out. loved Black Cauldron. I don't remember that movie at all. <laughs> I should get that. I think that's on my list. I have a list of movies I still have to get. <laughs> Ones I haven't seen in so long. I even have a list of, like, descriptions of the movie that I don't know. Mm. So they want to start to talk to, like, my movie friends. Yeah. Like, I bring them out, and sometimes they can answer it for me, and sometimes they mm-hmm. can't. <laughs> Letterboxd is a really great way to keep track of some of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's, like, Goodreads, but for movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does it, like, give you, like, dis- or, like if you give it a description, will it give you the book or the movie? Because sometimes, no, sometimes I but Google you can, super random descriptions. Uh, no, but you things. can look it up by director, actor. You can even go scroll through release years oh, and decades. honey. <laughs> you think I remember any of that? <laughs> you tell me someone's name while we're watching the movie and I forget it ten minutes later. <laughs> That's right, you did. <laughs> I suck with names. And facts. 
like details like that. But then every once in a while, something obscure, like Alan Menken, you know, like mm-hmm. I always will know who he is. Mm-hmm. Like it's a big deal. Yeah. I knew Were who he was when I was a saw kid. Him in concert? Um, I wasn't oh, actually no, right. but I did get to, and he wasn't there. But I did get to see them um do an orchestra of the Silly Symphonies while they played fun. them. Oh, that's fun during D twenty three, and it was How pretty cool. freaking magic. And then afterwards, we met um. Bob Iger. Yeah, we met him afterwards. Nice. So, cool. so it was like kind of fun, but like I, he's a huge legend and I still yeah. have trouble giving you his name. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> and I met him in like Fond and I have mm-hmm. no idea what his name is. That's <laughs> just fine. I suck. See, we met a guy who worked on Little Mermaid because Kat was dressed as oh, yeah. Ariel and he's like, oh, I made that movie and took a picture with her and I'm just like standing there, Prince Eric. I matter, I don't matter. No, it's fine. <laughs> it was, it's her sail dress. So, oh, okay. yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. Well, I the way Kat makes Kat's it. sail dress, yeah. <laughs> well, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, and so our snake oil man teams up with the Gogans. He's like, mm-hmm. you want the boy, I want the dragon. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get him together. Yeah. Yeah. And so the... They make up an elaborate, completely ridiculous plan. To capture them both. With yeah. a net and a giant Three crossbow. Mm-hmm. A tertiary net. A tertiary net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I really liked the effect because you could see, like, you could tell that they had some kind of animatronic Elliot going mm-hmm. on under the nets. And then that's when I realized... Oh, maybe that's why he's in the electrical parade. I'm, it makes sense. I'm pretty sure they built a totally different animatronic for the electric parade. It's but possible, <laughs> but it's also possible that they saw this giant they had animatronic. To build, well, or they like, had to build two. Yeah. Because they have Walt Disney World and. No, because they have, when they have the main electric parade, parade. Electric parade. Electric parade. Only in one place at a time. Uh, not the electric parade. They built two. Are you sure? I looked it up while we were talking right. about it. Because <laughs> I was curious if Brooke's theory was right. And I was okay. like, huh. But they at least they had two for one. I imagine, I was thinking about this after I was looking it up. I wonder if they made it to try to push the movie more. I Maybe. wonder if that's why it's in the movie. When, when, when did the parade debut? Um, it would have been late 70s, early 80s. Because Pete's Dragon was the most modern thing in that show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, it, and the movie came out seventy seven. Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh, I'm so glad I got. I had a pass went during the re release. Oh, it's pretty magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, opening date for the original Electrical Parade was 1972. So they, oh, def- they definitely added it in 77. To, to promote. To promote the film. Yeah. And maybe they added the first one mm-hmm. using the animatronic they already had. Because, I mean, like, seriously, Disney reuses all the time. We sure. Yeah. They, and they didn't, like, and even if, like, they program it differently, but it could still be at least... The same some, frame. The same yeah. frame. Yeah. Because it was just underneath a Yeah, we didn't a see any, we didn't see any of it. So it's very possible mm-hmm. that it wasn't even a complete frame, mm-hmm. which is even better for the Main Street Electrical Parade, because then it you gives could, you space yeah. for the Lights. electrical stuff and the lights. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But that explains maybe mm-hmm. why they put him in the parade to kind of like be like, "Hey, everybody, <laughs> remember this movie that came out movie. the same weekend as Star Wars?" Uh, Although Star Wars wasn't huge when it came, like mm-hmm. it didn't have a lot of hype when it came out. Mm-hmm. But we, you, you named off a list, and it was like some big movies and some good movies came mm-hmm. out that weekend. Well, year, it, year, oh, that, that year. year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like, and it was just there was something so cheesy happening. I was like. I have to look up what year this was made. I have to know if this was this this movie was made before or after The Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> um, and The Godfather, uh, the first two parts had come out by the time uh, Pete Dragon did. It feels like they were trying to make it 
old school. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm yeah. trying to Well, I mean, that, Hollywood like, was like that in the late 60s, especially. It's very much singing in the rain, right? Like, it's yeah. a Broadway show on screen. Yeah. Filmed on sound stages. Mm-hmm. Or in San Or in San <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Good eye, by the way, Brad. <laughs> Um, well, I knew it's clearly California. I just knew from my research that it was Santa Clarita. Right. Shh, just take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's cut that then. <laughs> You're just a magic whiz of geography. I really am, actually. Like, I, I could tell by the plants. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I suck at geography, you guys. Like, I only kind of know where I am right now. Well, <laughs> We got a giant map right here on the wall for okay, you. But this is really outdated. It is. Um, would you possibly be? Panama in... doesn't even exist on this map. It does. It does. Just, but it's part of Colombia. Yeah. Oh, look, it does say Panama. Panama Isthmus, because it's ah, but it's part of Colombia. Got it. Yeah, you could be in Constantinople or um, mm-hmm. Austria, Hungary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Chinese Empire, British India, maybe the Dominion of Canada. Oh, that's, that sounds really. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, I don't think this is going to help me. But I have ways, so that works. <laughs> Thank God for ways. Alright, so they team up. They're trying to get him. Bad uh, plan. They have better, or they have worse crossbows than Daenerys. Yeah. Or no, Daenerys didn't have crossbows. Than Cersei. Uh, oh yeah, and I forgot. And, and through all this thing, Elliot, um, Pete has Elliot find out what's going on with, with with Paul. With Paul, which I don't know how he was gonna do that, but is he like psychic? Is that what we're? Implying? I don't know. I think he sent him away. So does he fly? Because at one point they're like, "Where's Elliot?" And Paul or what's the kid's Pete. name? Pete, Pete is like, "Oh, he's looking for Paul." Right. And Paul did say that his bed accidentally fell over and that's what made him hit his head and remember what was going on which I think we're supposed to infer that's very convenient (laughs) that you just forgot your whole yeah (laughs) I mean this is the early days of um soap opera the amnesia is a it's true oh my gosh it's so totally like a general hospital kind of moment Mm -hmm. yeah I have amnesia and I can't remember you at all (gasps) (laughs) we we still do that (laughs) oh my gosh I haven't even thought about that, but that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he is uh, a very dramatic kind of character mm-hmm. when he shows up. When he finally shows up. Oh, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Dang it. So, um, also, <laughs> while all this is happening, there's a storm coming in, and they can't light, and they and there's ha- there are issues with the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Seems like a bad lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, Elliot comes... I think the wind blew through one of the pieces of glass or something like that. But, like, is a lighthouse... On the ocean, you should be prepared for wind. It's true. It's like you have one job. You have one job. And you can't do your job. Yeah. And thank God for that horn, though. The air horn that they have. Yeah. I don't know if that's a real thing that lighthouses have. A fog horn? Yeah. Yeah. But did they have giant fog horns like that? Yeah. I think so. I think that. I don't think that was, like, built for the movie. It's a people-sized fog horn. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is giant. Um, So... They use Elliot to help light. Yeah, uh, conveniently. Yeah. Well, after af- after after he after tries and he, fails and tries and fails. No, well, after he saves himself and then Pete. Oh, right. From, from and, the, and then yeah, he's visible. Sure. The whole town sees him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he saves the town, so they know he's good and not mm-hmm. bad. He Which they would have known if they had just taken a second to get to know him in the I first know. place. There's room for everybody in this town. Mm-hmm. It's true. True story. Just gotta make a little room for everybody. Yep. Just make, well, a lot of room for Pete, but, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or for Elliot. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Pete's actually a tiny little thing, but mm-hmm. Elliot is pretty big. Mm-hmm. 
And so he saves them. Mm-hmm. And then does he fly? Yeah. In the rain or something? Yeah. Like that? He, he like, like goes to save the ship or something. Well, he goes to, no, to no, save the no, lighthouse. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like maybe, I don't know if Pete, did Pete realize that the lighthouse light was out and they needed help? And no. So they like, they were like, let's I go. I don't know. And then he. He can't light it. He can't light it. Like they're, like the, there's something, there's some like equipment like pressing on his it's belly. It's like his pilot light is wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, Nora comes in and is like, oh, he's real. And we're like, yeah, lady, we've been telling you this. And the then he lights movie. it and she's like, oh, Elliot, I could kiss you. And then she goes up and does some real bad, like her, her hand placement, like, or her. Yeah, her, her interaction with the animation isn't as good. It isn't mm. as good. She was really, I mean, I feel like I was really impressed by Pete's, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. everyone else was sort of like, I'm five feet away from you. Yeah. But I feel like Pete did a really good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the lighthouse is lit. And it guides and, Paul home. Mm-hmm. And then we move to the next day. The sun's out. Better. Everything we're kicking out the snake oil guy. We didn't talk about the fish. Oh yeah, there's there a, were no fish oh, yeah. for some reason. And the, and then the people were led to believe that Pete was cursed and that he was making it so that there was no fish. But now all of a sudden, there's the fish. next day, mm-hmm. there's fish. There's just so many fish. Snapper everywhere. They're just throwing it around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was snapper, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is there actually snapper in New England? I would assume that's why they picked Snapper, because isn't California more trout? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I wonder if they were, because they didn't seem to be very careful throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) But so they have all these fish, they're all so happy. Here comes Paul! Nora and Paul are reunited. Reunited, and he feels so good. And, um... (laughs) Now they're a family of four. Now they're a family of four. By the way, I adopted this kid while we were gone. And he has a dragon. No big deal. And then on their way home, um, Pete stops by and Elliot says his very tearful goodbye because there's another child who needs him. Because mm-hmm. Pete shows up when you need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that Pete took it really well. He did. He, like, I mean, he cried. He did. But he was like, I get it. You need to help someone else. And he realized that he was saved and like yeah. he had his happy ending. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really... I mean, he still needs... Elliot, but like you know, he doesn't need him. He needs a family. Yeah, yeah and he now it. now he's got yeah now now it's not a weird not a sad mom and a drunk grandpa. It's parents and a drunk grandpa. <laughs> Still that drunk grandpa. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the movie. And like I said, the animation was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was I I really enjoyed Elliot. He was really cute. He's my fa- and I love the way he talks. His mm-hmm. little clicks mm-hmm. and like chirps mm-hmm. like. Easier to easier and cheaper to animate. <laughs> I can totally understand pretty much everything he says, mm-hmm. just yeah. like through, and I love that. And I feel like they do it again in Wally, but I mm-hmm. don't feel like they do that a lot through mm-hmm. Disney movies, mm-hmm. where you actually get a conversation with mm-hmm. it. So, like most of the princesses, they do talk to the animals, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's more like ha 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 ha, and the birds like chirp chirp, I'm a bird. And that's it. And you, you have know. no idea what they're asking. Yeah. <laughs> but here it's like he can have a whole conversation with Pete mm-hmm. just with like clicks and... and mm-hmm. I love you too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think Maximus comes close. But other than that... Mm-hmm. Maximus. The uh, horse and Oh, yeah. Entangled. Mm-hmm. But still, that's still later on though. Like, yeah. They, they do it with the, the squirrel too in Enchanted. The chipmunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they do do it much later, but I feel like maybe this is one of the first instances yeah, yeah, yeah. where... Yeah. Um, oh, no, aristocrat. No, they were actually talking. It doesn't count. They don't talk to the people, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but the people can't understand them, either. 
No. That's the thing that I always thought was really funny with like 101 Dalmatians yeah. is that like the dogs can understand certain things. They understand analogies and like they watch TV, <laughs> but then when they're like, you know, come this way or go that way, they're like, what? Well, so like in homes, it's like they do understand that yeah. stuff, but then the people can't understand the dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, well, well, you're stupid. Yeah. yeah. You're human and you're yeah. stupid. Yep. Do you have any other notes? Um, no, I think actually I'm going to touch it. So, yeah. It was really fun. It was a good time. I'm going on Stephanie with us. Yeah. yeah me too. Yeah, me too. I think we'd have been a lot more pessimistic if it had been just us. Yeah. <laughs> the movie was way better by the company. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll come back anytime you guys want. I love the obscure movies, but also all the movies. Basically, <laughs> anything. All Disney. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I love that you guys are doing them in chronological order because mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to see how they evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Change. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. But. And with that, um, what are we doing next week? I mean, a mini-sode. Yeah, cool, great. What are you doing next week? A mini-sode. You're not at our mini-sodes yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're only at episode four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they episodes that are smaller? They shorter? are. Yes. Because they're only about, like, and, short movies? And we do yes. spell it M-I-N-N-I-E. Yeah. Donna can hold us, too. Which, yeah, we can't take credit for thinking of that. Oh, Everybody loves Donica. Donica is so lovable. <laughs> She's so cool. I, I think you'll really enjoy our episode with Donica. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll get there. Because I'm family planning. I'm really enjoying the different kinds of podcasts that my friends are doing because it's really yes. cool mm-hmm. to like just be. I do it at the gym because I hate at the gym. And mm-hmm. so it's like I'm just on the elliptical machine mm-hmm. or whatever, and I'm like listening to you guys talk, and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm with my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not here. I'm anywhere but here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you make it better. You guys make it better. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and, and if you want to tell us how you feel about us, you can email us at drawnoutcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at drawnoutcast. And that is, um, you can find me personally at Brooke Amimi. Um, I'm hanging out at HP Everyone Lives. Or on the Drawn Outcast. I DM people all the time on their Drawn Outcast. That's true. And if I want to DM something to you, I send it to the Drawn Outcast. Yep. <laughs> I actually like, started typing a full reply to something on a tweet, on a personal tweet, and I was like, oh wait, and I like, copied it into a DM and sent it to them, and I was like, hey, it's Chase, but I'm using a professional Twitter to contact you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I miss you on Twitter. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, they just text you what I would tweet, so it's I know. And then and then and then I tweet whatever you text me. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, where can you be found? If you uh, I'm found. on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Stay Classy Stephanie mm-hmm. on the things. I think I do have a Twitter, but I don't ever use it. So don't That's find, fine. So don't find me there. <laughs> um, but yeah, just I'd say my main one that I'm most uh, active on is Instagram. Yeah, just, check out all of her cute outfits. Yeah. Thank you, so, you're just you're, 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 you're just so <laughs> insta presentable. You really oh. are. <laughs> I just, you know what, Instagram for me, I'm not, like, I'm not a huge, like, I don't have a lot of followers and stuff like that, but I do have a lot of people who really love the stuff, and all I can say is I just post things that make me happy. Yeah. And it just seems to make other people happy, which I dig, you know? Yeah. I, like, I love that. Just put out mm-hmm. some more good, positive vibes out there, so. Thank you. Come check me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this has been a drawn out closing. Yay! That's the first time you've said it. This podcast is in no way affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiaries. The views expressed in this podcast by its hosts and its guests 
belong solely to those people and are not in any way representative of Disney nor any of our employers. Thanks for listening.